I'm Jay Matthews, and this is AD Update. We've had a great start to the new school year. Uh, always just fun to uh, get our first games behind us and first couple of weeks of classes. And we're finally, uh, for us here, uh, about to take our Labor Day break. For coaches, that's not much of a break. <laughs> but joining us is a special guest, brand new to Briarwood, Kyle Tatum. Kyle, thanks for joining the podcast. Yes, sir. Thanks, Coach Matthews. Is, uh, I appreciate you guys having me. So, um, man, you've got quite a, a background and story. Uh, obviously, this is an audio tape, so uh, people won't be able to see you. You're six, seven and a half, uh, former SEC Division One offensive lineman uh, with a great background in, in both playing and coaching. Uh, but uh, talk to us a little bit. T- take us through your life story and where you ended up at Briarwood. Well, uh, you know, I don't know if we have enough time, uh, <laughs> but I tell you what, um, the good Lord has blessed me. Um, there's no question. Um, I grew up in a football family, uh, grew up in a Christian home. Um, my mother and my father are, you know, my heroes. And, uh, my dad was, um, he was a big football guy. He played college football at Troy. Uh, back then it was Troy State. Uh, my brother was uh, played football in college as well, played at the University of Tennessee at Chattanooga. And, uh, you know, I, I really, really looked up to him. I, my, growing up, my brother was my hero. I wanted to be like him. Uh, so, you know, every Friday night I was sitting on the fence with my dad watching my brother play uh, underneath Friday Night Lights and really uh, – just kind of gained the passion for for football there and um you know my mom was a big mentor for me um really really strong encouragement positive woman that that really led me in the right direction led me to christ um so you know i had a solid solid uh, foundation as far as a great home growing up uh, my brother and my sister were positive influences on me positive mentors uh, you know I saw the hard work and determination from my father my dad worked uh, 50 years at international paper in Prattville so uh, saw him work midnight saw him work early morning hours and the the shift work was uh, you know such a strong influence on me just to see hard work and determination so Really grew up there in Prattville and played at Prattville High School for Coach Bill Clark. And um, he came there uh, the end of my freshman year, uh, really instilled just a, just a proper structure, uh, how to do things, um, just as far as from a scheduling standpoint um, and motivational standpoint, brought in the right coaches, uh, just guys that – were positive influences on my life, you know, Coach Clark, Dewan Walker, Robert Leslie, some of those guys that he brought in early, really la- laid the foundation for, for Prattful football, and you know, it was just a crazy football town. You know, Prattful uh, was always strong and and putting out Division One football players, putting guys in the NFL, and you know, really it was a, a strong molding for. For me to follow, um, Coach Clark gave us a direct path and how to be successful, and 
you know, before too long, Prattville was winning multiple state championships. And as a coach, uh, I got a coach on one in 2008. We won it in uh, 2009. We were runner-up. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, from there, from, from high school, I uh, went on to play uh, college football at Alabama. Um, then I got a training camp invite for the Baltimore Ravens. Um, played a little bit professionally with the Calgary Stampeders in the Canadian League. So, you know, I've, I've been around football my whole life. And, uh, you know, really, this is like my 35th uh, season uh, being a part of an organized team, you know, since I was five years years old, I've played football. So goes by fast, doesn't it? It goes by really fast. <laughs> and uh, so I've been extremely blessed, had a lot of great mentors. Um, you know, Dennis Franchoni recruited me at Alabama. Then I got to coach for him at Texas State from 2011 to 2015. Coached the tight ends, worked as a GA uh, with the safeties and then uh, coached the D-line my last three years there. So, you know, ever since then, I've been in Division One football, coached the UAB the past seven years from uh, 16 to last year, which was 22. So, seen a lot of things. I've uh, seen the game change, um, met a lot of people, I've had a lot of positive influences on my life, and I've impacted a lot of kids. So, it's Definitely what the good Lord's called me to do, Coach. So when I mentioned you, you have two stellar head coaches you worked for, Franchoni mm-hmm. and Bill Clark. Yes, sir. So let's start with Franchoni. What what from Dennis Franchoni do you think came a part of Kyle Tatum's coaching uh, wheelhouse? Well, I think uh, there's, there's, there's multiple uh, pieces of the puzzle that, that Coach Fran gave me. I, I think – just, just the hard work, um, you know, first and foremost, just what it takes uh, to be successful. You know, Coach Fran went over 200 ball games as a Division One coach, which is um, really tough to do. And, you know, I think, you know, the details, you know, we would, you know, work relentlessly. Um, you know, there's no days off. And still just the work ethic, how, you know, the – how to run a football program, how to coach, the details is what, you know, that's what's going to win games for you. And just the relationships with your players, you know, he really taught me to understand that, you know, they don't really care what you know until they know that you love them, that you care about them, mm-hmm. that that you're going to really invest in them. Because when you invest in your players, your players are going to invest in you. Um, and there's sometimes you're talking to me about him, and you you do his little voice sometimes. But there was something about the season was about to start or something. What, what was that? You, you, you kind of you said. Yeah. That so he he always had um, one of his favorite. You know, one of his sayings was he would say, you know, all right, guys, you uh, need to tell your wives tonight. You know, goodbye, dear. Football's here. <laughs> and uh, it was basically. You know, say goodbye. You're you're not gonna see me for a while. So just you know, part of the the old school grind. Yeah. Um, 
There's and, no doubt. And in full disclosure, we actually don't endorse that. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that's definitely been a, a nice change of pace. Yeah, if sure. I if I looked at my wife and said goodbye, dear, football's here, I, I'm almost terrified to think of her response to that. <laughs> so so let's move to Coach Clark now. When you think about Coach Clark, I mean, what an amazing reputation yeah. and all those years you had with him, both as a because you coached with him in high school as well, mm-hmm. played for him. Coached with him in high school and then later at UAB. So what yes, what what have you gleaned from him? Oh, well, I mean, I you know, there's I mean, Coach Clark's like, you know, he's almost like my second dad, just an extreme mentor. Um, you know, really when he came to Prattville, he he gave all all of us a, another father figure to lean on just as a young man growing up. Uh, you know, taught us how to work, taught us you know, how to be positive, bring positive energy to practice. You know, he he made practice fun, made everything competitive. Um, he knew Prattful was a gold mine and and he brought that energy just with you know, wanted to treat us like champions, you know, we we hadn't won in a long time and um, you know, he made us believe that we were champions and and when we started just lighting the fuse to the fire right and then it just the fire kept getting stronger and stronger and stronger and when he left Prattful it was in really good shape for Jamie Dubose to take over and um yeah I mean I just everything that I've learned from him is just how to be a good person how to treat people just how to do things the right way to do it with intensity effort you know and you really control your effort and, and your attitude, and, and that's really on you to control those, and, and what you make make of it is all on you. And, you know, as a player, I, I was able to really be ahead of the curve when I got to Alabama, just in the weight room, um, knowledge of the game, you know, knowledge of both sides of the football, special teams. You know, he, he put an emphasis on everything. He really yeah. did. Yeah. And, and then – you know, there was the coaching change at UAB. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you're a dad. You've got four kids. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, from what you and I have talked about, I mean, that was a real tough time. You know, you having mm-hmm. to search out the Lord. And then in God's providence, he connects us. And next thing I know, we've got you here. So talk us a little bit about that because I think there's a story in there, too, about kind of trusting in God's timing and kind of the way he, he, he operates. Yeah, there, there's no doubt. Um, you know, Coach, you – I mean, you, you called me at the, the perfect time, and, and like we were talking about this morning, it, it's just – it's all part of God's plan, God's timing, you know. And, um, you know, I was actually doing a little devotion this morning, just reading in Acts 2024. 20, I was just doing my morning devotion, which I like to do and really – helps me get the day started it just talks about you know and Paul he obviously he knew his purpose and his purpose was much bigger than what he envisioned for himself it was God's calling Mm -hmm. and you know I think you know from January to March you know I had a lot of self-reflection time I had a lot of time to obviously look for jobs um, and a lot of time to sit there and kind of self-reflect on the past 13 years, the past seven years at UAB. 
uh, just me as a coach, me as a person, me as a father, you know, me as a husband. Um, so, you know, and, and quite frankly, you know, there was, you know, I wasn't doing everything right. You know, I hadn't been the best father I could be, the best husband I could be. I kind of failed in a lot of those areas. And you know, I think that in this season of my life, it's it's been so awesome to to be here at Briarwood where, um, you know, I can be at home more. I can be with my family more. I can spend more time on being a better husband, better father. Um, and that that's just been such a tremendous blessing. Not saying that we don't work hard. It's just right. you take away the recruiting aspect. You take away the transfer portal and, and really having to put your team together. Whereas in high school, it, it's kind of done for you, yeah. you know, and, and we got such a great group here. Um, it's just been such a tremendous blessing, but just, you know, going back to my purpose and my calling and that there's no question it's, it's, I'm right where I need to be. Yeah. And, and my passion is mentoring kids leading kids in the right direction um, and just developing relationships. You know, we um, we always have to believe that, that the power's in the people, right. uh, the power's in the pack, and we got a strong family here. And that was one of the things that Coach Clark did at UAB, did at Prattful, is we really built everything on family. And we're not just co-workers, employees. We're, we're a family here, and that's what really drew me closer to this environment to this staff and this family here at Briarwood, I definitely want to be a part of it with you guys for sure. So, so whenever we've hired a coach or teacher here, but primarily coach that's come out of like a totally different setting. So you've been in this Division One college setting. There's almost like this two or three year process to even kind of figure out the difference. But you, I mean, I mean, you'd only been on campus with us, you know, a couple of weeks last spring and the kids were like you know you went to a baseball game the kids were like coach tatum you know Mm -hmm. and so i've not seen that you know there's been like almost this instant integration into our Mm -hmm. folks and do you you have anything that of why that is because you you haven't had that two or three year process where because the athletes are different, you know. Mm-hmm. There, there are a lot of differences, but you've kind of, kind of, I don't know. You've transcended that without a lot of struggle. It looks like. So, what are some of the things you think that's allowed that to happen? Well, I, I, you know, I think I, I got to work with the junior high kids last year. So, you know, it, and I always go back to, you know, when I was their age. You know, I, I go back to, you know, I put myself in their shoes at the time, you know, when I was 14, 15 years old. And really, I just wanted somebody to to mentor me, to to pay attention to me, to to really love me like, you know, we're, we're God's children. And, mm-hmm. and really, I, I take pride in that and developing relationships. And, you know, I know I got four kids at home myself and and really, I just I love working with kids. I love developing the relationships. You know, um, you know, I love being passively aggressive with them. <laughs> you know, and that's yeah. that's how you grow. Yeah. You know, just as a young boy, um, you know, they need that person in their life to help them 
take themselves where they couldn't as an individual. And that's why they call us coach. And I think that's that's one of my strong points. Just, you know, like I said, if if the kids believe in you, if they like you as a person and they know that you truly care about them, they're going to play hard for you. They're going to work hard for you. It's it's our times in the weight room. You want to get that max output. You, you have to have strong relationships or they just – they won't be motivated. They won't care um, to the most to the utmost level that they could to reach their maximum potential. Um, you know, I think that you know, I I just have a strong passion for kids. I yeah. mean, I love them. I truly do. I love yeah. our guys. And you know, when um, you know I'm set out to to do something, I'm going to do it to the best of my ability. And I think putting those guys first. You know, it's just like. Uh, Maslow's path, uh, you know, it just that theory and psychology is, you know, if you feed them, you nourish them, uh, you make sure they have all their basic needs, you know, that that's that's the the maximum output you're going to get out of your kids. So, yeah. you know, let's transition a little bit strength conditioning. So. You know, we've got the sports science program. Seems like we've talked about a lot about that on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's more by accident than design, but yeah. So we, you know, we're looking for that person to kind of come in and understand what's being done at the highest levels, understand the science behind it, uh, but also have the relational capital and the energy to have it translate, you know, to kids, and then you've just you know, masterfully done that. You know, I felt like our summer uh, conditioning program was as good as it's ever been. And what we're doing in season now, not just with football, but all of athletics. And of course mm-hmm. you and Anna have been a great team, yes, sir. what she's doing on the, on the women's side. So, you know, I know you have, I know you have experience in the weight room, uh, both at, um, you know, Alabama and UAB. I know that you've got great resources in strength conditioning, but, Talk a little bit about you know what you're bringing to the table for us in terms of our uh, strength con- and conditioning development. Well, yeah. So, you know, I've always loved the weight room. I've always loved training and getting better and and finding different ways to to maximize your potential as an athlete. That was uh, one of my niches as a player. I, I really wanted to take the weight room and make it an advantage for me and. So I took pride in it. I really did. And when I got done coaching at Prattville, uh, so this is 2010, I go, I'll be an assistant strength coach uh, for Steve Martin at UAB. And, and that's kind of really when I first started getting into college. And, and then from there, uh, you know, I worked in the weight room a little bit uh, just briefly before I went. Uh, to the Ravens and at Alabama with Coach Cochran. And and then, you know, when I came back to UAB in 2016, I was an assistant strength coach, assistant O-line coach. So I've, I've seen a lot. I've been around a lot of good people. Um, you know, I've been certified CSCCA and uh, was certified just as a standard collegiate strength coach in 2016. Um, so... I've studied it. I've really 
gotten into the science. My, you know, my master's was in um, exercise science and, and standard physical education. So I was kind of minoring and majoring in different aspects that that relate to it. And I really like the science and the anatomy of it, and studying the body and how the body operates. You know, um, you know how we grow uh, through mitosis and. Um, just cell breakdown, muscle cell breakdown, uh, protein synthesis, you know, all those things are, are very interesting to me. Um, but I also love studying what other people are doing, how, you know, other teams are getting an advantage. And, you know, I think, you know, Lyle Henley at UAB has done a great job. We got to see what we were doing kind of behind the scenes in the weight room on the field. Um, you know, Zach Woodfin is – you know, my best friend, we've played football when we were five years old all the way to his senior year at Prattville. So he's the head strength coach of the USFL. So, um, you know, those guys are studying it. We're always collaborating and sharing ideas. And, you know, I, I think uh, Lyle and Zach both uh, have been just great examples of, of what your strength and conditioning programs need to look like now. We found that, you know, we kind of moved away from some of the traditional uh, stuff in the weight room. Um, you know, we've gone to more of the prehab, the kind of injury prevention um, stuff that, you know, we're, we're incorporating that into our workouts to, to almost, you know, you want to get stronger in the weight room, but you also want to prevent the body uh, just from – seeing injury from from seeing things that, that could hurt your football team uh, like growing pulls, hamstring pulls um, you know staying away from a lot of push in the weight room and adding more pulls to your workouts to, to prevent injury because we're getting so much push on the field you know and and, and really there's diff- different times for different areas of your game right so you know this summer we incorporated our speed and we wanted to make, you know, running mechanics and, and improving our, our max velocity and our max acceleration. Uh, we wanted to make that a priority. So we, you know, we came out at six thirty in the morning and we did that first and, and, and really made the guys buy into it with, you know, immediate feedback with our laser system, I think, uh, was just, it was just awesome. And, and, you know, that was one thing that Lyle did with those guys at UAB. We did that weekly, you know, converted their miles per hour. He used our GPS system that, that Kyle Southall is using um, to really show them kind of where they're at, show them that they are improving, that they are getting faster because we're talking about hundreds and hundreds of tenths of a second, right? Yeah. So, Well, the whole thing's been fascinating to me. Um, in terms of you know where we started, where we are now, and then you know I became convinced that uh, if you can make the kid compete against himself, give him real feedback, you know where he's seeing it daily. Yeah. And here's the cr- crazy thing: is that they'll fail. They they won't beat they won't mm-hmm. beat the guy yesterday that right. was themselves. But then if they'll keep coming back, yes. and then they'll jump. You know, mm-hmm. and if you if you know, if you ever see those two cycles of jump after, and it just, it almost like creates a self uh, motivation, momentum, that now they know that really they don't need to look to the right or left. They're just, 
can I beat my best self from yesterday? I mean, it's been kind of phenomenal to watch. To be honest yes, with you. no doubt. Uh, and then you brought an energy uh, as well. You know, you you've got the I call it the old school. You know, you got mm-hmm. your sayings and you got your mm-hmm. you know the clapping it up and all that kids need. I mean, mm-hmm. there there's part of that esprit de corps that team right. needs that is part of those you know quick sayings. Uh, mm-hmm instant feedback and all so uh what, what's some of that background with you because i've always found yeah. that fascinating to listen to. yeah I, I, you know i, I always um you know you, as a coach you always you really never create anything you kind of always pick up little sayings and just your whole theories and your whole kind of method behind the madness is created guys has come before you um you know, I've been around a lot of great coaches. You know, I had a lot of great strength coaches at Bama. Went through two or three of them. Ben Pollard, Kent Johnston, just to oh, name yeah. a few of those guys. They were just phenomenal dudes. And, you know, Coach Fran and Coach Clark. You know, Coach Clark was full of all these old school sayings. <laughs> but, you know, I think really at the end of the day, it's 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 whatever you need to do, um, you know, verbally, non-verbally, you know, because, you know, coaching's a lot of nonverbal communication, too. Yeah. Um, and I think whatever you need to do that's that's within your integrity, you know, what the good Lord's called you to do in an ethical way, you need to communicate that message to your guys in a positive way that's going to get the most out of them, that's really going to make them tick, right? You always want to figure out – what makes your guys tick? You know, what is it that you need to do that's going to get the best out of them, right? Yeah. So we yeah. know there's – there's God made us all different. And, you know, we all have different DNA. We're, we're just – we're made differently. We're different people. But at the end of the day, we're all God's children. And I think when you can bring the message back to where – it's going to make us stronger as a family and grow the pack stronger. Um, but yeah, that's that's just that's one of my favorite parts of it. Yeah, I, I that's mean, it really play a mic on you sometime. Almost one of those, you know, follow yeah. you because it's it's fun to listen to. Yeah, transition a little bit to scheme. So when I first got to know you and you're coming to Barwood, and you didn't know anything about us, and right? What we're you know, and then knowing the the high caliber schemes that coach Clark's pushing you guys through. Cause you yeah. can't just be a position coach. I mean, your football IQ, you have to know it all. Right. Yes, sir. So that when I first started seeing you and uh, Matthew Forrester and, you know, Bobby Curling guys sitting down and y'all start yeah. talking the lingo of mm-hmm. mint fronts and yeah. dime packages and mm-hmm. trap corners and, mm-hmm. you know, all the stuff that we do uh, yeah. and bringing Tony Johnson in that mix. So, yeah. uh, You've been such a help to us. One, to encourage us in the direction we've been going, you mm-hmm. know, because we're up to make sure we're up to date yeah. on what people are doing. But talk a little bit to our listeners about what that's been like, uh, your impact on the scheme itself, but also just in generally what we're trying to do from a schematic standpoint. Yeah, I mean, my, most definitely, Coach. I, you know, and I was honestly, I was really blown away uh, just – how well you guys have put your scheme together just offensively, you know, cause I'm back, I'm back on the offensive side of the ball and I've spent you know, 13 years on defense and, and studying offenses and really 
you know, when you're preparing for games, you, you have to kind of see both sides of the spectrum. So, you know, really what we're doing is just – it's been amazing. I mean, to, to see how multiple we are uh, as an offense, but at the same time we make it seem so simple for the kids, uh, I think is – has been a tremendous blessing and and really just seeing that you know we're doing a lot of things defensively that we did at UAB with the mint front and and really um, taking this thing to the next level where we had a package last year that you know we brought a, an extra safety an extra DB into the game to play the air raid teams and you know, I think just just seeing some of that kind of take fruition there has has been really cool um just seeing that there is a lot of correlation between uh what we did at uab and what we're doing here um but you know seeing also you guys are you know you guys are on the cutting edge of you know i should say you guys but us now and we just just with the different unbalanced looks and and the shifts and the motions and and how we communicate that to the guys is has been really cool and then also getting back to you know what Briarwood has been and, and adding the physicality of a smash math football we we want to be that that's who we want our that's what we want our identity to be and I, I think um, kind of seeing some of that take place now and and scheme wise and keeping it simple um, but yeah I mean it's it, it, yeah. it's been super cool yeah. um, well I knew it'd be such a great fit what you brought to us. Let's close out with some other things you've brought. Um, so the night of champions we put in the summer, and then the serve day. Yeah. Two, you know, so you come in and you immediately mm-hmm. say, "Here are two things I'd like to get going," and, yeah. and they were huge successes for us. So briefly, uh, because I felt like those are two initiatives that we're going to mm-hmm. adopt and will only get better. So. Yes, sir. Yeah, I mean, I, I think. Um, you know, everywhere that I've, I've been, um, you know, whether it's high school or college, we we always put just a tremendous, um, just a tremendous impact on the youth, where uh, made them feel a part of the program. Which um, you know, we got a youth league here, and um, you know, those guys need to understand that they are important. Yeah, and I think at Prattville. You know, Coach Clark really did that. We had a youth camp every summer, but I think here we kind of took it to the next level and we made it a weekly thing, which is really cool. Some something that I haven't really seen been done yet. Um, you know, where in college you, you have weekly camps, but those are more prospect camps. And, yeah. and Night of Champions, we kind of geared that more towards the kids just getting excited, you know, getting them excited about the future and what's to come. Yeah. And, and it wasn't just totally football, right? So right, we had right. we had baseball involved, we had soccer involved. Yep. Um, we made this, you know, just not about the boys, but girls were also invited, and just to make an impact on youth sports as, as a total, as an overall, I think just only strengthens your community, your school as a whole. Uh, you take a look at some of the top programs in the nation, and th- that's what they're doing. And and I think once you get the youth excited, you make an impact on the youth. That's going to only make your future so much brighter. And you know, with the serve days, I you know I just always truly believe that 
you know, you 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 get what you give, right? And you right. and and that's the way God is is created this world and, and I truly believe that um I've always wanted to give back kind of what I've received and you know, we always gotta remember we're truly blessed to 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 be in a situation where we get to coach, we get to play this great game of football and we get to do so many great things but at the same time we got to remember that we have to give back and you know there was always um, a great saying that you know you get out of it what you put into it and and I always wanted to always make sure that my guys understand that um, you know it is a blessing that that we do have to give back and it teaches them uh, just respect, integrity, um, mm-hmm. so many core values that we want to instill into our kids. And, um, you know, we always would go visit different um, communities and, and at UAB would do the children's hospital. And there was just so many um, times that that it just made you just feel just so thankful to to have what you had and to be in the situation you're in because you know somebody's somebody there's somebody out there in the world that would trade their best day for your worst day yeah and when you can kind of put it in that perspective it, it really makes you thankful and and knowing that those serve days had an impact on not just our guys but the people that we were serving that's right you know and we went to uh, one of the schools over uh, in Winona, and you know, I think it was the the Miracle Academy, um, and they were just those guys. They were just so thankful. Yeah, you know the, the amount of work we did, just uh, cleaning the hallways, cleaning the classrooms out, taking down blinds, mopping the floors, changing out light fixtures. I mean, it was it, it was an awesome day and. And it just made our guys grow as people, help the community. Um, and then just we had little serve days where we helped out uh, some of the Christian communities, uh, nonprofit organizations. We were just help people move into people that were coming for cancer treatment, for chemotherapy, and they didn't have the funds to stay in a hotel for months. You know, they would have these assisted living situation for them and and it was just it was just really cool yeah. just, just to give back you know i mean every time i saw a report i mean it just did my heart so good yes, sir. Um, so i can't wait to see you know because you're daily impacting us you know in terms of, i think the next summer night of the champions is going to be bigger i think the next summer serve day is going to be bigger we're starting a nutrition um protein supplement program with our athletes that you and coach Forrester have been working on yes sir uh and then of course the resources that you're bringing um you know you married a briarwood grad uh when i knew it was andrea Orr, you know and just to see you know that all kind of come full circle has been kind of a neat thing for me personally but man you've been such a blessing to our school and i i'm just i can't you know thank the lord enough for bringing you our way Yes, sir. Well, I tell you what, I I definitely outkicked my coverage when I met Andrea, and uh, <laughs> I, I love her to death. And it's just another, it's another God sign that 
you know, that brought me to Briarwood with her, you know, going to school here and she's just been fired up that we can get back in the family and, and hopefully our kids will go to school here one day and um just really excited about it. I mean it's it's been a tremendous blessing and um like you said it's only gonna keep getting better and and uh definitely got the passion to keep this thing moving in the right direction. Well let's check back in in you know a few months and keep tracking the strength conditioning part, the coaching, but again, so excited you're with us, Kyle. Yes, it's been a blessing. Yes sir. Thank you coach. I appreciate you. God bless. Briarwood Christian School in Birmingham, Alabama. And each episode of this podcast is dedicated to our coaches, volunteers, and other staff members who help us wrestle with what it means to be a Christian, competitive, athletics program in contemporary society. Thank you for tuning in to this latest episode of AD Update.